Hello, hello. Welcome to the Yellow and Brown Get Down. My, with a plus whitey, minus whitey. I'm Emmanuel and I'm yellow. Casey and I'm yellow. So what we're going to do right now is we just finished filming um, Season 3, Episode 2, YOLO Culture. And we're going to just film a quick short while I go ahead and get that all uploaded. So it's going to be a would you rather. Um, would you like me to just give you both of them, Casey, and then you uh, answer them? Or do you want to present one to me? Or do you want me to present you one and then you present one to me? Uh, either way, if you have them both open, I would just say shoot them. All right. Okay, okay, okay. So, I have something open up on Reddit here. Okay. Aight, aight, aight. All right. Would you rather have one cent for each time? Uh, and then it says here, important, this works on a world level. Each time somebody in the world lies, says racist stuff, or runs late, you earn the money. It's only a lie if the person saying it knows it's not true. Being late, a person agreed an hour with another person. One of them didn't respect the hour. Racist thing, say something bad to someone about an ethnic group. Or bad joke, a person makes a joke, people hear it and don't laugh, bad joke. Uh, oh my god, they even have votes here. Which one would you rather get one cent for? So, so the option is, what do I think, essentially, what do I think occurs more? Lying, being late, saying something racist, or, or saying a bad joke? I think lying. People, but they said the caveat was that it's something that someone knows is not true. Yes, is not true. So it's not like I still feel like lying. I still feel like, given any random person, they're more likely to say a lie than any of the other three. Yeah, that that would do that one too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just thinking about it, like I don't know if the rules even like count things like exaggerating. Which is, in my my book, some level of a lie, right? Because they know what the truth is, but they like you know it was. But hyper. But don't you also think that lying is in the intention? Well, I guess that's true. But lying is kind of also in the intent to deceive. I feel like hyperbole is used to illustrate a point. Like yeah, dude. Like, uh, like she whipped out her titties, and I swear I could have suffocated in them. It's like maybe you could have, but in reality, you probably wouldn't have. But it's just to illustrate that her boobs are so huge. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I see your point. I guess I'm trying to think like what level of, of deception would need to occur for this to, to trigger, right? Like Also, couldn't you couldn't you argue that being late is a lie? Like you said you would be somewhere and then you didn't, so you lied. Yeah, but you're not deliberately saying you it's not that you know it's not true, you just you made your previous words not true. Maybe I would like to argue that there's a Venn diagram between the two because there are some people that are late that know they're going to be late and say, oh, yeah, just five more minutes when they literally haven't even gotten out hey, of don't there. ever at me like that again on my podcast. <laughs> all right? Fuck you. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> but but you, I, I want to say it's at least a Venn diagram right there. At okay. least. Okay. Um, definitely lie. Here's here's one that I have that's not necessarily that upbeat. I would go flying too, um, uh, because like let's say every person in the world does one line, you would completely sink the global economy. So here is here's something for you. Okay, so here's a would you do X for Y? All right. All right. All right. Uh, there's a hundred <clears throat> babies. All right. And they're born into this like 
machine um and they have to go through grueling amounts of torture and they're not allowed to kill themselves for the, their whole life and every time one of them dies that it's replaced with a new random baby from some random family there's no race or anything it completely ignores everything it's it, imagine it as the negative lottery but right okay um you uh by their suffering the world is placed into a global utopia and the resources never run out and everyone is content and happy and all the symptoms of cultural decay like drug addiction um depression uh just this general disconnect from everything all of like everyone is truly happy but every hour or not every hour that you're awake you have to press a button and then you have to watch them suffer for 30 seconds but everyone else in the world all 7 billion of them you know no one feels like we're afraid of taking up too much space like it's truly a utopia but these random 100 people have to suffer immeasurably we're talking like crucified while being waterboarded like psychological emotional physical Bro, so trauma this could be an episode all on its own you just given me a fucking trolley problem and now we got to talk about moral philosophy <laughs> and what it means to be good and like because it's literally act consequentialism about... against act utilitarianism because like can you quantify seven billion like a whole race of beings truly being happy and benevolent and no one's killed remember racism is gone nobody's killing each other there's no more school shootings there's no more there's no more um people getting needlessly killed by the cops if if you agree that that's a reality there's no more drug addiction there's no more child prostitutes there's no more but you have to press a button and I watch the people Asian. suffer Yes. For which I actively make a hundred people for their entire yeah. full lives suffer immeasurable torture that I have to watch. Imagine every hour that these one hundred people are like the Jesuses of our, of our um, like that actual like martyr. They are the martyrs for the world, but you are Pontius Pilate. You are putting them on that cross every hour you're awake. And every time one of them dies, from assumingly at the end of their lifespan, you get to watch another random baby go in there, and you get to press that button. And watch for 30 and seconds. And these people cannot get... kill themselves. A minute. I said a minute. Oh, for so a minute. So really it's 101 people suffering. A minute. Now, now try to quantify Dude, that. Bro. Okay. It's, let's say you're like, awake 14 hours a day. 14 minutes a day times 365. That's You're spending literally over the course of a year like 60 hours. Okay. Question. What yeah. happens if I die? I'm no longer pressing the button. Does that mean everything just reverts back to normal? Uh, no, someone else has to bear. No, your son has to. No, um, it, someone else gets the option. Um, but that's the thing. If you try to kill yourself or off yourself because you can't take it anymore, there's a chance that the world will immediately revert back to its state. Okay, so it is time lifespan limited, and someone else is ultimately given that choice. Yeah, and but, they can say but you can't off yourself. I mean, you can. But now, what, what, but then let's say you did it for a year. It's like, well, then what did these people suffer for a year for? Because, like, now these people will be released into the general public, all right? But they're, they'll, like, the, seriously, the torture is so bad that they'll probably just jump off a bridge the second they get out. 
Like being alive is like a million times worse than living, than dying. I I hear just, but you could also have the same argument for what's the point of me doing this if just at the end of my life everything's gonna go back to normal and I just single handedly tortured a hundred people from infancy to elderly. You get you you progress with the faith that someone will also bear this burden. You don't know. That's the thing. You don't know. This sounds like one of those like middle school like books you'd read. That talks about society and like morality, you know, like I, I uh, don't know. I, I I just I just I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm just mm, I I'm I'm trying to decide if I would be that active agent to do that such a horrible thing to some. Like, for do the I many, even though for the many for the many? But it's not like you're doing it in like this anonymous sense. You're doing it, um, but you're also. It's not like you are gonna be happy no one you would an average person is not going to be happy watching a hundred people be tortured in their name but then think I about guess... it like that right now in the world there's maybe 10 million people being trafficked and like so like you know in your mind that this suffering quantifiably is is exp logarithmically less than what's going on right now but at least with those other ones you're not the agent Which one I'm leaning you? towards no. Uh huh. And the like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what's an easy comparison of like what we don't do today and we know is wrong, like full on utilitarianism, like a random lottery. We know that a set number of people are sick and need organs, and are just by a random lottery, which is fair for everybody, one person gets chosen to be just Mr. Potato Head disassembled to give everybody else life. Yeah, but that's like Heart, thirty people. Lungs, this is right, seven it, it's, billion. It's definitely the ratios off, uh -huh. but the question—I I don't think that moral quandary gets better with the ratio getting better. Yeah, but uh, like the main reason you don't do it is because like, like you're actively hurting one person. Like you are the agent that's hurting that one person, and and trying to save other people. And. Mm. I just want to interject, and I feel like a lot of people say they would do it, or uh, not a lot, not the majority, but I'm saying a lot of people would say they would do it. But in my in my heart of hearts, I know that like the average person could not do it. They would not last. It would drive you insane. It would it drive would... you insane because you like you will like you would know, but no one else would. But then it's literally like you know you'll know there's no justice in the world because it's like everyone it's like how can these people be suffering immeasurably a whole world away <laughs> while everyone here is in this state of bliss and abundance yeah i'm gonna say no yeah i'm gonna say no too <laughs> I just I don't think that uh... there's so many there's so many analogies like what you just said there actually made me think of something else like oh, say no, I, I was just had... literally talking about American imperialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a, a more that was a more straightforward metaphor than Aslan as Jesus in Lion Witch in a Wardrobe. <laughs> it's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. It's something that I, I hadn't yeah. really made that that connection for but yeah, yeah like my mom is from good. southeast asia she's like clear like people suffer immeasurably so that we can live not even the best life that americans live and i was like yeah it's true
but we're not the ones that are actually causing it. Like inadvertently we are, you know, and in this situation, the other people inadvertently are because it's being done for the sake of the many, even though they don't know it. Yep. Yeah. That was a toughie. That was a toughie. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a pretty straightforward one, and like, oh fuck me, dude, the trolley problem. <laughs> you're gonna bring this up. It's just like everyone <laughs> is standing on the locker room. It's like, oh yeah, dude, yours is a little longer. And then some random dude with a 14 inch walks in. Like, what are you guys doing? Nothing. Get the towels, bro. Get the towels. Nothing. Nothing. Nobody stop. Don't. <laughs> that dick is so big, it's hard to not look at it. Like, fuck. <laughs> Shit, bro. Yeah, but I also want to em- emphasize. I feel like most people, not most, a lot of people would say they would. But they absolutely could not. They can't. They can't. It would take a lot of conditioning. You, you not many people are not that or decisive, a huh? Or or a psychopath. I don't think so. Someone, if someone just had like a complete emotional detachment, I think psychopaths can make a lot better like that I think value proposition. Sociopath. I feel like, no, I don't think so, because I feel like the knee-jerk reaction, you know, when you don't think about it, especially when I say, hey, 100 people suffer and the rest of the world are happy. When I don't really illustrate it and try to, like, emphasize the innocence of the 100, then the knee-jerk reaction is, yeah, you know? And then it's like, yeah, but you have to, like, know that they're suffering every minute of every day. And it's like, well, yeah. But then once you really illustrate and try to grasp the enormity of 100 innocent people suffering then it becomes something else and these people don't even know that there's why they're suffering but yeah um i i don't think i could do it either i just i don't think i'm strong enough uh i i definitely could I mean, I how could you see a newborn baby getting tortured and can't die like for a minute without just destroying yourself mentally a hundred <laughs> yeah, you're actually yeah. watching these people grow then let me let me uh let me just put this forward to you, okay? Okay. Um So do you, do you know what what drone drone strikes are? Yes. So my one of my best friends went to West Point. He's graduated now as a second lieutenant or I think he's a first lieutenant now. Um he's doing pretty well for himself. He lives in Nashville. Uh uh-huh. His friend's dad got like the I don't know if it was the Air Force equivalent, but it was a very high award. It was like Medal of Honor or Medal of Valor. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but it was a very high military commendation. And he's a he's a drone operator, and he said that his dad is it like that job literally broke him. So basically, they like monitor suspected uh, um, insurgents, and then they neutralize them if they actually are. And the, a lot of people don't know this, but in the Middle East, people are afraid of clear skies because of drone strikes. So this guy, his dad, his friend's dad, he said that it's 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 not like as cool as the video games make it out to be. Like a lot of these people that you think are terrorists or whatever, they're just normal people. Like his dad told him, like, yeah, like I literally watched this guy go to work, go home, like play soccer with his kids, make love to his wife, kiss him clean the house, be a father. And then one day he saw him uh, plant an IED in the middle of the road and try to get American soldiers to come to it. He pressed the button and he watched his head get blown up. 
That's some heavy ass shit, bro. And then he got like a Medal of Valor for it or something like that. And it's literally because like from the president, like he met Obama and he was conferred that medal and it was, but it was like literally like, uh, um, he was given it because they know the kind of stress that puts on something. Like this guy, his friend's dad knew this guy better than his wife did, than anyone in his whole life did. He watched him every second of every day. Took 13-hour shifts with another dude. And then in, he saw him plant an IED. And, and you got to keep in mind, this guy knows, like, dude, if I, if I don't do anything, like, he's rigging an IED, he will kill American soldiers tomorrow without a hesitation. And then, boom. And then, you know, because they have to confirm the kill, so he watched his head blow up. After he pushed a button that fired a gun. And that's why, and then think about it. Kids are afraid of the sky. Can you imagine to have a fear of the sky? <sighs> well. Yeah, when he told me that, it really changed my whole perspective on like, on like, and then he's like, you know, people talk about like these fantasy things and stuff, but like people don't even understand how powerful like an attack chopper is. Like, from two miles away, they can fire a missile that will kill everyone in a room. And you wouldn't even know it. And it's like, fuck, dude. We're using that on other human beings? Holy shit. So that we can have oil. And you know what? People get pissed when they run out of oil. Look at North Carolina. Like, like they thought that the pipeline would, would crash. People stocked up on oil and hoarded it because they don't give a fuck about other people. Yep. But yeah, that's it. Like, So think about it. Solve all these problems for hundred. And the thing is, I feel like a person, even if you had an omniscient perspective and could see all the suffering in the world, to think that it would still be a hard decision. We live in that world, dude. Yeah, life, life is full of cruelty for yeah. sure. Yeah, and and even though thinking about that, I'm just thinking like, I don't know if I can make a hundred people suffer at my hands. <laughs> Yeah, and then if you try, you can't really tell people. I mean, you could tell them; it might make them upset. It's like, but then it's like, what's the point? You have to be the yeah. one to make the decision. It probably make people equally as upset as if you uh, told them, "Yeah, people die every day to, you know, in this world, mass violence not, yeah, in the world there, across the ocean." But but and there like, oh, man, there, there is no mass though. violence in this crazy world, though. Dude, I was just thinking about like. People would rather hear about 10,000 people dying a continent away than seven people dying here from, like, a school shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, with that, we will end this yellow and brown get-down short. Uh, I'm going to go you, cry now. Would you rather three? Do you want to play some league real quick? <laughs> That's 1 a.m. We'll talk about it. Oh, what a bitch. Anyways... Uh, I'm Emmanuel signing off, and I'm yellow. And I'm Casey, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> He's also yellow. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Ooh.